I can't believe we're getting married. Shit, we have to plan a wedding. Okay, take a deep breath. Relax. We got you. I'm Chris Serna. And I'm Ashley Aiken. And we are your wedding vendor besties, giving you permission to ditch tradition. This is your day, and we're here to give you permission to do things your way. Together, let's make your wedding intentional as fuck. You are listening to The Bridal Breakdown. Hey guys, welcome to The Bridal Breakdown, episode 10. I am happy to be back. Chris went all solo last week on me when I had a little bit of a personal emergency. Yeah, yeah, and it was all good. It was all worked out. You've done one of those on your own, and I got to experience. It's not difficult, but it is hard to... Your mouth gets tired. Winded. Yeah. Yeah. I felt really... Like, my throat hurt afterwards just because I felt like I needed to keep swallowing, and there's all these... (laughs) transition yeah i'd have this like you have this really long winded thought and then at the end of the thought you find yourself going (gasps) (sighs) (sighs) yeah so i tried i mean i tried to cut some of those out but there's there's definitely probably some of those in that episode but nonetheless it's good to have you back i'm happy to be back i'm really excited about today's episode you guys we are going to talk about the essentially like clunky transitions and what that means is when you think about a ceremony and you think not just ceremony but a wedding day there are a lot of transitions that occur from the guest experience perspective yeah and so many a lot of this at least here in america is also is america the like correct way to say america because technically the united states yeah i think united states is because we're on north you know what i mean i feel like i've heard this recently like do I kind of think because there's like South America? America and then there's North America. Oh, so are we like, like why do for we just claim we America? The, the America? Yeah. yeah, that is so American of us. I feel like I've heard that. I feel like I've heard that, and I just the United told, States. The United well, States. yeah, when you go to select your country, you don't select America. America. You select the United States. Of but maybe America. there is, there is America. Oh my God! Wait, also America. If you say it that many times, it's kind of a weird word. America. America. Whoa, America. Like when you think about it. Like the United America. States of America. What the heck is America? What? Why? It's such, it, it is a weird word. Right? We're I feel that about one fork as well. Fork. <laughs> fork. When I say that and think about it too Knife. long. I think fork is like really strange. I did that to another Porcupine. word. Porcupine. I don't remember what it was. It's like meat. It wasn't. Oh, it was meat. It was meat, M-E-E-T, in all capital letters. And I stared at it for too long and kept thinking I was spelling it incorrectly. I'm a really good speller, but it just looked weird. Uh, Yeah, I'm not good. Engagement. Wedding. Anyways. Anyways. Okay. So (laughs) America. Here in the United States. Yeah. Here in the United States, we uh, genuinely, genuinely, I meant generally. Holy cow. What is going on? Um, but we're just we, so stoked to have this conversation. We are. We have MCs and DJs that help guide and flow, like keep the day moving, facilitate the night. Yeah. But let's be honest, there are way more bad DJs than there are good DJs. Oh my God! When you have a good DJ, I'm like, I need. I'm like, can I have your name? Can I have your card? Like, I need to. Get what your is your name social security number? I need to know where you are at all times. Like, you are amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's awkward, and so we just need to shout out as well. We're the inspiration from this episode came from do you want to highlight yeah yeah so one of our patrons justine she's been a listener for a while she 
is phenomenal, very inspired and in the middle of planning her wedding. And we had a patron meetup last Sunday. Last Sunday, yeah. And we all got to talking and talking about like, what are you guys missing? Like, what are we not, like, what are you not hearing from people? And she had a lot of good insight. They gave us some insight. And then sweet Justine thought to then go in our Facebook group and give us even more. Yeah, She's like, guys, I had more ideas. And we're, we're reading through. I was like, Hey, let's, let me share some of these ideas with you. We got to the first one and Ash is like, that's it. That's the one. That's what we're talking about today. So, and it, and it like sparked so many immediate thoughts. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, we have not flushed these out. We thought it would be really cool to like list here are the transitions that happen on a wedding day. And for us to live on air, flush these out and come up with a bunch of ideas for you. Yeah. Instead of coming up with it. Ahead of time. And then she just sharing it with you. This seems to be more fun for us when we do it kind of this way. So we're going to try it. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, But yeah, that's where the episode. Thanks. Thanks, Justine. Thanks for the uh, insights and the ideas. We're taking them to heart and we're talking about how to make your transitions not awkward because they can be awkward. Yes. No, I'm kidding. So instead of having these clunky and abrupt transitions, let's talk about what those normal clunky and abrupt transitions normally are. And maybe go one by one and then flush them okay. out each one at a time. I dig that. Yeah, that? I like that. Okay. So the first one that comes to mind, and because this is really the first time guests typically are arriving, is arrive like during the ceremony portion. Yeah. And so the first transition that happens is the ceremony's over, the bride, uh, the couple leaves, yeah. wedding party leaves, family typically leaves right after. And then the guests typically just like get up. And like everybody stands up, gathers gathers their stuff, and like just like walks around, you know. It's it's the most it's the time of the day of the day of the wedding where there is the most uncertainty from guests. Yeah, guests are like, where where do we? They're like, where what do we, do we do? Like, I mean, in a <laughs> in the best, I don't mean this in a negative, like in a in a bad way, but in in the best way, they are cattle, like, and they're like, where do we go? Like. They're all following the, right the line and they're like, I don't know where we're headed. <laughs> no. And then, and then sometimes I bet there's like been times where someone like gets up and walks off and everyone starts following that person. They're like, I'm just going to the bathroom. <laughs> like where? Totally. Yeah, it's, it's the, at that point when the, whoever is officiating the ceremony, they have to give instructions. And if you don't give your officiant, if you don't tell them exactly what you want to everyone happen. else to do, they're not going to know what to tell people. Yeah. And then it's a guessing game and then it's clunky and it, and it's just awkward. Yeah, definitely. They need like your officiant needs to know and to tell every, I see this a lot at churches done pretty well, actually. And surprisingly Catholic ceremonies, I feel like it is the clearest. It it really is. Like at the end of the ceremony, the wedding party is gone. And it's, I think because there is just this natural, like everybody doesn't just get up. Um, Well, especially in the Catholic ceremonies, because they seem like they're more of these reverent spaces. That's like. We have to like. There's more rules here. Yeah. Are we allowed to get We're up? Are we allowed to? And they're waiting for those instructions. And so yeah. I think the priests know, like, we have to give people these instructions. Mm-hmm. And the priest is like, now that He's the ceremony is like, over, the wedding or the you know couple, Jane and Joe would like for you guys to enjoy cocktail hour at this location at this time, and they will see you there. Yep. And, and they, like, give, they give instructions. And I love that because it does, although it's kind of clunkier, like people, it's clunkier in the sense that it doesn't feel like supernatural. Yeah. You know, but 
it's that's clear and I think that that's important and something that is missing at some weddings is like clear instructions for the guests for what to do next like don't make them pull out the invitation to find where to go or like just follow cars because like what if somebody has to go to the bathroom and they have to stop at a gas station and they're not following the line of people anymore um also not the best idea either yeah so I think with like the dismissing ceremony I think that's important but I also like instead of everybody just standing up and like fending for themselves I really do like when like the officiant kind of releases by row do you really do I you hate not that. I don't like that oh I like I don't it. like being told what to do though and I'm like anti-authority you you're gonna tell me when to go I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna walk out right now yeah no I like it I like well I don't know that I like that as much as I really do and you're not gonna like this either but I really do like it when the couple dismisses by row okay I yeah I do. love I like it that. I love it because everybody gets like they get all their mingling done and granted it's taking time yeah but they they're getting their hugs with their people and it takes longer but if they did a first look and they did everything beforehand and like the only thing that we really have left is like some family extra photos. husband and wife well if family oh, photos if everything too, but I'm thinking before, everything yeah. is before yeah it feels good for the guests, except also does it because then they're like stuck waiting <laughs> for them to get to their uh, yeah, row. That's what, that's all I can think about is like, you know, someone's ready to get going and they're like, they can't even get up. And But I guess if anyone truly wanted to get up, they would just get up. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know how I feel. Okay. Anyways. So there's some let's random work, ideas. Let's work through like, how can we make this? Like the goal is to make it less awkward mm-hmm. and smooth, but also to sprinkle in some intention mm-hmm. if you can, just a little bit of of that. So, what is the what is the what like what needs what do people need to know? And keep in mind, we're fleshing this out as we're talking about it. Like people need to know where to go next, right? Mm-hmm. And know that they can leave the space. Mm-hmm. So let's see if how can what are it. what are some ways that we can like let people know hey, you can leave the space now and here's what's next. Okay. Have you, you just get an idea. I love that. You ever, have you ever heard of the bride and groom doing this? No, and I was thinking that too, but I don't know how it could happen. Like you may kiss the bride and then they kiss the bride and then they turn around and they're like, everybody join. You know, that just feels like that would feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if there's a way that you could like, okay, so you get towards the end of the ceremony and he hasn't, you know, whoever's officiating the wedding hasn't said like, you may now kiss, kiss your partner or whatever. It's, but they stop and they say, before we wrap this ceremony up, the bride and groom have some words that they want to share with you. Oh, And so the officiant hands them the mic and they say, hey, we just wanted to say thank you guys so much for joining us and for being here today. This has been such a special moment, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we wanted to let you guys know that after this, we're inviting you. So basically, instead of the officiant doing it, then they do it. And then they get to say the instruction and say, uh, they share whatever their announcement is. And they say, uh, but let's wrap this back or something like that. Like, you know, we're, we're going to finish this thing out. Like, we're going to finish getting married now. And then the officiant takes it back and then they do it. And then they celebrate and then there's no need. Like everyone just gets up after that. If it's not done 100% right, it could feel clunky. Yeah. But I've never seen the bride and groom address people. What if they did like like a video? Okay. 
like like they played a video yeah it would be nice if it was like i don't know i was gonna say it'd be nice what if, it was if there like was immediate. this software that existed that like as soon as it was over this mass text message went out to all of the guests and then they got a video sent to them like it's a message from the bride the the couple and it's like, hey, here's your directions. Oh, and they the could like, the day, blah, what blah, if blah. they recorded it? <clears throat> oh, I like that. But then that. you always run into that. You know, people will push back and they'll be like, well, what if someone doesn't have a phone? And you're like, well, they must be from 1820 then. Yeah. Because- well, and it's on the, it's on the invitation and there's like a hundred people around you that you would like naturally be like, be where are we going? To get to go. Yeah. Or, okay. What if there was this? Here's an idea. I have an idea. Here's a, here's another idea for this. You the officiant still dismisses like and gives all the instructions, but they tell like, hey, here's where we're gonna. Here's where everyone's going. You're going to the reception hall here at the church, or you're going to a venue offsite or wherever you're going. And they say, but before you go, like the bride and groom are gonna be waiting outside in the front of the building or wherever you exit down the aisle, and we're gonna take one massive big group photo with everyone yeah. that's here. And then everyone exits out and they take a big group photo and then everyone leaves. Yeah, I've done that. Kind of get some intention. You've done that? I've done that and I love it. I Every time really we do cool. a huge group photo outside of the venue, I'm it's always worth it. Yeah, I think it's really, really fun. Um, really exciting. That that but that sparked another transition that I think happens, and you know how the at the very beginning of the ceremony, the officiant has to say like, the bride and groom have requested that you don't take your phones out. Oh yeah, and that feels clunky. It does feel clunky. Like I hate the way that that feels, but it, it's kind of they're like, how else do I do it? Like I have a sign and I have this, and like people still oh, take their phones out. Can I? T- do you have an idea? I do. I've seen okay. something and I really liked it. The officiant said. Um, the bride and groom have requested that no phones are to be used during the ceremony, but they still want to see all of your faces. So if everybody could take their phone out right now, and I want you guys to take a photo with each other, like take a photo and then text it to the bride and groom and then put your phone away. And that so feels that was like gonna be the a idea. little inviting. So the, and that's exactly what happened two weddings ago uh, for us is they, they actually said, Hey, we're all going to take selfies right now. So let's just get this out of our system. Everyone take their phone out. Take a selfie right now. The bride and groom are going to look at you. They're going to smile. They're going to do a bunch of different poses. Take some pictures of them. Oh, and then so we're all going to put our photos away. So the bride and groom are out during that point, that time. Yeah, they're out. Yeah. So it's at the it's at the start. Like when they walk up, they said, you know, when they're up there, they say, we're going to go ahead. Everyone's going to get their photos. So the bride and groom are going to continue to change up their poses and you get as many photos as you want of them. And then oh. and everyone loved it. Everyone laughed and cracked up and thought it was hilarious. Oh, see, that's and different then, than what they and did. And then the officiant took out his phone and took a selfie and, and everyone got it. And it was it really set the tone for that one. Yeah. And that wedding was very fun. Very like, there was lots of uh, rom-com movie quotes in it. Mm-hmm. Like there was multiple Princess Bride, multiple like wedding crash, like things that would be very iconic that everyone knows. So it really set the tone for that specific wedding to do yeah, something. Yeah, so that fun. makes sense. The one that I was at, it was the guests taking photos of each other and then setting them right before the bride and groom came down the aisle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that, I mean, you can take whatever take on that. That's really, really cool. And I love the fact that everybody gets to like, got to laugh in that. And it also set a casual tone. It like tone. broke the ice. Yes. That's it broke a casual the ice, man. Tone, yeah. Because dude, sometimes those ceremonies, they have this energy that feels like 
really tense. See, and breaking the ice I think is important because one like one of the coolest parts is when guests feel like they're involved in your ceremony. Like yes. it is so cool for them to be a part of your ceremony and to be like laughing whenever they can laugh because like it feels okay. Like we can all just be. Yeah. People want permission to know like that they can laugh. What are we supposed can. to act like? Yes, yes. And that really helps set the tone. And so maybe that's like a really good thing to think about is like, how can you set the tone for your day? Because setting the tone like that happens during the ceremony. And I I saw it like when when the wedding I just told you about did the whole like selfie thing and and just kind of set that tone. It really did paint a picture for the vibe that they were going for that day which was fun. Well, this is also the wedding that I posted in the Facebook group where they did the entrances. Did you watch that video Mm-mm. or did you look at it? I posted like an eight, seven minute video or something of the grand entrance from two weddings ago. It's actually Brooke and Ben's wedding. And um, they, the, the DJ did these very intentional announcements that the couple wrote yes. that people could listen to them and hear how it was done. That was very much the tone of their day. So maybe you're going for more of a a more relaxed, uh, quiet, rom- or romantic vibe. You know, like you can set that tone right at the beginning of the ceremony because the first thing that your officiant says, like that's setting the tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. The, well, that actually your example of Brooke and Ben, um, that can like transition us into the start of the reception because we're very close to what I want to say that reminds me so much of the Brooke and Ben example that you just gave. Dang it. I should have saved that one for the reception. You should have, but it's okay. We'll circle back to it. <laughs> Talk about tr- clunky transitions. I know. I know. Podcasting transitions are hard. Podcasting is hard. Yeah. You know. Okay. Go ahead. So the next transition that happens. So we just talked about dismissing the ceremony and then also that like weird moment whenever the f- officiant tells you to put your phones away. The next thing that kind of happens, obviously you have cocktail hour, but then we have to end cocktail hour and get to the reception. And so there's this moment where the officiant hops on the mic and he or the officiant, the MC, the DJ, and says, hey, everybody, the wedding party is going to be arriving soon. You know, grab your drinks and go find your seat. And then he makes an, another announcement that says, hey, everybody, it's time to sit down. Like he's got two announcements. It's getting ready to happen find your seat and then it's time to sit down and that but both of those feel very like abrupt like I'm in the middle of a conversation I'm like oh crap I gotta go find my seat they feel very like anxiousy too like hurry hurry like a weird yeah and not only that but I'm also thinking about how long it actually takes for that entrance to occur oh right because that could still be 15 minutes out oh 100 percent. because by the time so the DJ makes the announcement and then he has to go gather up everybody and then he gathers up everybody behind the scenes and he's like talking to them about the plan and like what we're gonna do and that takes a solid long time or mom is in the bathroom and DJ refuses to start without mom being out of the bathroom so we've like got away and then we can't find dad like there's all these things that happen people are getting up and going to the bar and refilling their drinks it's taking too long yeah it, it just doesn't does work. always feel like the reception takes forever to start. Mm-hmm. So you have a solution to this? Nope, not this one. Oh, you have an idea though? Not this one. Oh, okay. It's the next one that I have an idea for. <laughs> I can't wait to get to it. I really can't wait okay. to get to it. Okay. Um, okay, so that's, and that's typically how it comes. The start of the reception, DJ announces, hey, wedding party, they're coming. Get ready. Yep. It's get ready. And they're like, get everybody's ready. getting ready. And they're bored out of their mind. They're like, all right, I'm going to yeah. go refill my drink. 
So yeah, the wedding party's coming. Like what if Oh wait, no, this is the one that I have an example for. But not this part, not this problem. Okay. So let's talk through like what are some possible alternatives to this? What if the DJ just Okay. Okay. Here's 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 an alternative and this is the idea, guys. We're here. We're here. I was looking at like our list of transitions. And I'm like, "Wait, this is the transition." Okay. So I was confused cuz I thought it was too. You're right. You're right. The so you know and you saw this at a wedding i saw a like a video of a girl who did this at her wedding okay and i think it's freaking genius so the big clunky part about what we just talked about i feel like my brain is crazy right now is that the dj is trying to get people seated right oh my god yes like that's what's so chaotic yeah because everyone's mingling right now so it's like you're trying to like get everyone to stop mingling and pay attention yeah yeah it's so chaotic that like people are enjoying themselves like let's think about that like people seriously are enjoying themselves in their little tiny little baby circles all standing up like some people are by the bar some people are here like everybody is enjoying themselves why are we trying like why do we try to get them seated that doesn't make any sense think about it actually no, like everybody's sitting and like, you know how awkward it feels at a wedding when you're sitting at a table and then like you have to completely like do, what is it? What do they call it? Gooseneck to like oh. turn and like watch the thing happen. And yeah, it's weird. And then you just like why clap as people that? come. And um, it's, you know why we do that? Because mm-mm. that's just what has been done. That's just what so has that's been what done. That's what everyone does. Yes. So okay. what if, and this is the, this is it. What if you didn't make them sit down, Right. So instead yeah. of making them sit down, your DJ starts the music, you know, like, so th- there's like cocktail hour sound, you know, which is typically like light music and lighter music, whatever. Below. Yeah. Well, Ambient then music. he, this is setting it up for a party. He drops a beat like he goes. Bruh, 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 bruh. Yeah. Like there's like an actual music transition that yeah. feels different. And then, you know, he, that's when he gets on the mic. And instead of being like, everybody find your seat so we can all be cool, calm and collected. He says, everybody get to the dance floor. Okay. What? So everybody's like, oh my gosh, music change. And then he's like, everybody on the dance floor. So everybody like moves to the dance floor, not knowing what's happening. Right. I wouldn't move though. Okay. Move to the dance floor. I'd stay in my seat. I don't know exactly how we're going to play this out and then we're going to talk about it. Okay. So he's like, everybody to the dance floor. Um, the bride and groom are about to enter. And so, um, or like, I don't know how you could say it. Bride and groom are about to enter and they want you on the dance floor. Like everybody join in. No, you could say something like, we're going to set the tone for this wedding and this is a party. So everyone go ahead. We, they want to, they want you to meet them on the dance floor. Meet them on the dance floor. Yes. Um, so guests are all on the dance floor. They are all on the dance floor. I'm liking the music is going and then the music shifts just a little bit because everybody's out there and the wedding party comes in. They're not doing the hip bumps. They're not doing the throwing the beer and catching it. Like they're coming in, they're running in, like they're running in to get the party going. Right. So they run in together. So there's no wedding party introductions. There's no wedding party introductions, which I hate personally, whenever I'm in a wedding party, I'm like, please, I don't want to have to do something. So the last couple that I've been in, we've all just gone in as a group, which I so much more appreciate. Um, but that's just a personal thing. And actually pretty much all the wedding party members that are in are always so relieved that they don't have to like think of an individual thing to do and like feel silly while everybody watches. Yeah. 
So anyways, they, everybody's running in. They start like jumping on the dance floor because it's a beat. It's a beat. And they're jumping. They're fist bumping. They're doing things. And then the bride and groom, they're not, it's not announced because everybody's watching because the wedding party's yeah. coming in. And then the bride and groom come in as the beat drops. Yeah. And then they okay. run in on the dance floor. So it's like a timing thing. They wait for the beat drop and the beat drops and they're running in. And then everybody on the dance floor is partying. And then they come in and join the party and the whole wedding party and guests and everybody are all raging. That's a way that is like a hype level 10. Like if you're going for hype, that sounds like the thing. To it do. was cool. So th- another way that you could do it is instead of it all kind of being the same song is do that for the wedding party. Yeah. And then shift the song to like a slower okay. song. Right. Or to be something that's a little more, more, maybe mm-hmm. more the bride and grooms like vibe. And then, so this, the one that they used was Wonderwall. You know, the song Wonderwall. Everybody knows the song Wonderwall dun, 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 by Oasis, I think. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. Um, after all. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So then there's like this remix where then there's a beat drop after all that. And that's when they came in and they came in to party. But Oh, that's cool. And did they come out raging? No, they came out like kind of slowly right before the beat drop. So maybe you're not like a hype level 10, but like you just want to do something a little. There's little a way you can twist tame. this. Yeah. So it sounds like what you're getting at with this is here's like, this is something specific that they did. But the thing, the real big thing that's being switched up is your DJ's not trying to corral everyone and getting them to sit. They're, yep. You could have them go to the dance floor or what if you don't even have them do anything? Like you could do that, but like what if you just start announcing because people will naturally make their way to their seats? Or maybe not Maybe not even to their seats, just closer. Or like, like they want to watch. Like, it's not the worst thing in the world if they're standing. No. And like if people are already in groups... The people that want to get to their seat will get to their seat. So if your DJ doesn't announce it, they just say, okay, everybody, the wedding party is is making, or, or like you don't even say that. Like, I'm going to introduce to you the wedding party. And then I Or like, you guys, like the, the wedding party is here. Oh, and then yeah, that's a like way better. That's something. a better way to do it. Everybody, the wedding party is here. Or welcome and the then, wedding party in or whatever. I love, I love when they walk in as a group too. I feel like that's the least awkward for everyone involved, but Mm -hmm. especially the wedding party Mm -hmm. because you're right. They do worry about like, I have to one up. Like that guy just did a cartwheel and a backflip. Or mine's going to be lame. Yeah. Or then you're like, you're just not comfortable doing anything. So then you're the person that does nothing. And then, then you feel weird because you guys didn't do anything and everybody else did something and all the guests are watching you and they're like, Oh, they didn't do anything. And then you feel like you're the guy that shows up at the costume party without a costume. (laughs) No, that's totally right. 100%. And so you just do that. You don't make it a big thing. Everybody, the wedding party's here. They walk in and then you just do it without all of this corralling because that's the awkward part. It's almost like a parent trying to quiet. Maybe awkward is also not the word as much as like clunk. Like that part's clunky. Like, yeah, it's really clunky to get people to go to their, like they don't want to. Like they want to stay in their conversations. They want to stay at the bar. They want to stay standing up talking to the person that they're having a good time. They're enjoying it and it feels like a damper only to hype them up again. So like you're, you're controlling it, but then you want them to lose control and get hype again. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You're right. It's that is very clunky. So, and you know what? Don't kill the energy and try to calm everyone down. It could be a, everybody on the I love the like everybody on the dance floor because like you're entering instead of everybody watching you you're entering with everybody 
Like yeah. everybody's already there. You're getting, you're joining them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes you not feel so center stage, which That's true is something some a people. lot of people struggle with. Yeah. I hear that a lot is a lot of people are like, I just don't want to be the complete center of attention. Like I want this to be about me, but like, I just don't like the idea of all the eyes on me all the time. I'm that way. Yeah. Um, I remember when we did our grand entrance, it was a blur, man. Like it was like, so in the best way, like it felt like everyone's, I remember having a moment at our wedding where I was like, everyone's here for us. Mm-hmm. Like it's a crazy feeling. And for some people, like, they already feel like they've capped out that like I'm the center of attention and maybe they want something not as like hype. Yeah. So, um, so my, you know, maybe they don't want to be so like party. Maybe that's not the tone that they want to set for their wedding. They could do like have everybody join them on the dance floor but instead, you know how like we end up in a circle sometimes for the first dance, like you could go into yep. your first dance, like you enter to, like slowly. And I've also seen wedding party not be a part of the grand entrance. Like after photos are done, the wedding party gets to go enjoy cocktail hour and just the bride and groom enter. Oh man, and that's also really great. And anytime like that is so good, like you already have, okay, so let's move on to the next. I feel like this lends itself well to what happens after the grand entrance like the Mm -hmm. start of your reception Mm -hmm. is most people after that are dismissing for dinner or they're doing something else but here's typically how it pans out they make their grand entrance and it always feels like there's this clunky part between like they're just standing up there waiting to be dismissed and everybody looks at each other like and they're like what now what next it it's so and you're waiting for the dj to say something and if you don't have a really great dj then you have to be like look at him like are you going to tell us what to do next because everybody is staring at us right now and keep in mind the djs that are good do this really well but man most aren't if 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 you get everybody to sit down for the grand entrance if you get everybody to sit down and then everybody does their entrances the way the classic entrances happen which by the way I've done a couple with of like the introductions where like the wedding party members get introduced before they come in, mm-hmm. you know, and it's been like so long. Everybody was so bored. So really? I think if they do introductions, they need to be like concise. They, you need to go like zinger, like very entertaining. Yeah. Very quick. Don't drag it no, out. No, And this is, this was like so-and-so has known so-and-so since college and they went this and you had to do that for 20 people and like yeah it's a lot anyways um side note so everybody is looking at the dj oh so if everybody is sitting down i had to find my thought again everybody is sitting down at their tables everybody does their typical entrance everybody just watched the bride and groom enter so eyes are still on the bride and groom as the bride and groom and wedding party is up at the head table just seeing, thinking there. like what do i do everybody yeah. is literally staring at us i and that's why i don't know that it's great to maybe kick off your reception with just walking to the head table only to then walk right back out for dinner like that's weird have you ever thought about that like that's typically what happens like they walk in hi we're here and then they leave and then they go to get dinner and then everyone's just hungry. Have you seen where they have had dinner happen while like photos are happening? No, I haven't. So like I have not. It it can alleviate, especially the later times, like with summer, since yeah. ceremonies start so late. Um, I've done a couple weddings where guests are going through the buffet 
and like dinner started while the wedding party's out, which makes sense. You're not really sharing dinner with them. Yeah. And you're, but you're feeding everybody. So everybody's going and getting their dinner. And then, um, this could be a situation where the wedding party is eating dinner in like a separate room together or something. Oh, you know what I mean? And then they make their grand entrance after they I like this. I like, like this. So that no one ever knows, like, because that would be my thing is like, well, number one, like when do the bride and groom get to eat? And like, mm-hmm. when does the wedding party get to eat? But you're right. Like what if they just was a separate room where they were just eating there and then the start of the grand entrance was truly the start of the reception to yeah. where from there you go straight, you walk straight to the center and you can go and into you your do, first dance. You've you can eaten. go into your first dances and then you can do your cake cutting and then you can do toast or any version okay. of any of that. Because if you think about it too, with dinner, with us going this route, a lot of times the reason this happens is because they didn't do a first look. So there were no photos done beforehand. So you need that full hour you have afterwards. to have more time. Yes. Yeah. So then instead of a cocktail hour, essentially, you're for the flip, dinner. you're starting dinner. So let's say your ceremony's at six. So you're starting dinner at 6.30, which does not, it's a decent time for dinner. Yeah. And everybody's like going through the buffet. So dinner is happening from 6.30 to 7.30-ish. You go do your photos, go have dinner. And then when you're done with dinner, guests are done with dinner and we can just get on with like the whole reason we're here. Yeah. Yeah, and you can get know. on to it and you can have more time partying. That's definitely something to consider. I've and that's only been the thing, like that's been the reason why I am not a big fan of having guests eat when the when the couple's not there is because then the couple feels rushed to eat and they feel like and they already struggle to eat as it is they because do. people are coming up. By the way, at this last wedding that we were that we did, they employed a blocker. They had a close friend stand up and act as a buffer between them and people would go up and they'd say, I'm sorry, they're eating right now. They'll talk to you after. They literally had a bouncer like that would stop it's, people from going up. It's necessary. And as, as like obnoxious as like, they might, that I know, might feel to I, some people. I don't people. know like, if I love it, but they dude, don't get to well, eat. Here's what happened. They ate. They were only up there for 10 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. They actually got to eat. And then they walked around. But had it not been, they would have spent 20 minutes trying to eat the same size Can meal. we just make a rule? And like pass it on to everybody in the freaking world that when people don't are eating at dinner, table. don't go to the head table. Like just like at guests, all. don't do it. You could don't probably even it. put a red carpet. Not a red carpet. You know, like well, <laughs> those, like those those, poles. those things. Yeah, those poles that like are at red carpets that act as a barrier. You could do that and mm-hmm. literally create space. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay. So, so we've, get, we've we've tossed out a lot of different things for like. Here's, here's some potential ways. Like we've identified, here are the clunky pieces of these transitions. And some ideas. Um, and some ideas to do. So we were at like, people are waiting to be dismissed for dinner and they're looking at the wedding party. Um, and the solution we came up with is... <laughs> eat maybe, before. Maybe, yeah, but I don't know that that's like a really great right, only yeah, option. I, I actually think it's really easier to go straight into the reception and do something. Do oh the, my god same do the cake cutting uh, do the first dance do something something if you walk in and do something it'll it'll get rid of that clunky aspect of it because then it's not hard to walk away from the cake table to go eat yeah and start dinner yeah and then dessert is also being cut if your cake is being cut and so it's ready for everyone to eat right after 
you know, dinner. That is my favorite tip is get cake cutting done immediately. Otherwise, everybody yeah. is waiting for the cake to get cut after the yeah. cake cutting. Um, and some people want to leave earlier, but they want to eat that cake. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so. No, so true. So um, if we think about this scenario of, I was going to mention it earlier, somebody asked about like, oh no, maybe this was my couple. I don't know how to get, no, it was during our patron hangout, how to get the wedding or not the wedding party, the guests in a circle, in a circle. on the yeah. dance floor so that they can do their first dance. Do their first dance. And so if everybody's on the dance floor for the grand entrance and then you enter in, maybe you're not entering in so hype, but you yeah. can find a way to enter in in a way that feels natural and that pivots or maybe it starts with your first dance and you come no. in oh, i know how it starts okay. i know how it starts we're the you know the couple wants to to start their party off with a bang and so then everyone's on the dance floor the couple walks in they finish that dance out and then the the couple makes sure that they're in the center of the dance floor and say hey everybody the the lovely couple wants to share their first dance with you. Uh, and so go ahead and make a circle around them. And then you're, you're just already in the circle, mm -hmm. but you don't have to pull Like you're already walking onto a full dance floor. Exactly. They're already yeah. there, but you finish that song out and then you go into that. Mm -hmm. And then to go from there to dinner, I mean, you just have to make sure that it's clear more than anything <gasps> else. As long as there's no silences, the silence is what makes things awkward and clunky. You what if, thought. yeah. So you know how it's like you finish the song out and I'm just thinking like we already solved, a sol we have a solution for somebody who wants things to be hype. Cause I'm thinking you go really, really hype and then you go into like a slow first dance at, but, mm -hmm. but ignoring the hype people, I'm going to talk directly to the people who it's not so, so much of a party, like very classy, whatever. A little more introverted maybe. Yeah. You can enter the dance floor that's full of your people so you're sharing that center stage with all of your guests and through that song, because maybe it's slower, it's not so like shots, shots, shots or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, Everybody. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, maybe it's just whatever song you wanted to enter into. And while that song is playing out, you're hugging all the people on the dance floor. You're greeting all the people on the dance floor. Like you're saying quick hellos through that three minute song. And then as the song's like fading out, the DJ could be like, and now we will. The couple wants to share their first dance. I like um, that. If everybody can form a circle. So like it gives them a purpose for being out there because they're not hype partying, jumping up and down. That's not th these people's vibe. They can well, greet and the, people. And then something else that someone had brought up in our patron chat was like, what about options for people who don't dance? Like, because not everyone wants to, you know, not everyone's going to be out there dropping it low. Yeah. You know, the fact of the matter is, is like some couples actually actually think many couples don't like dancing mm -hmm. or if there's one it's very rare that i think both people like to dance it seems like one person likes to dance more than the other mm -hmm. person um and then the other person just mingles all night so like what do you do with that dancing portion of your night and this is kind of you know <laughs> getting down a little further into the night but like there are options i think that you can do like, man, I wish I could remember what this game was called, but we were actually talking about this wedding yesterday on Marco Polo, you and me and Nola was in the car with you. And we were talking about the wedding that I second shot for her. Well, they had this whole thing instead of like doing these dancing things uh, and these dancing, like everybody were going to go nuts. What they did was they had a game 
that everyone played digitally. They had like yeah, a I've projector. Seen those. Yes. Yeah, and then everybody participated to answer questions about the couple, but it was live. Like you could see the voting happening. Mm-hmm. Like people just went to this website and then on their phones. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was really, really fun that people did for everyone, not those people that weren't hype people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Justin and I people. kind of did something like that as well. We had those J and A's. Like one, oh, yeah. one side People of our, would hold them up. they would hold up a J or hold up an A, like who this, who that. And they would decide which one it of us. It was like a reverse shoe game. Yeah, it was. Is and what it everybody was. got to be involved. Um, and you guys got to watch everyone. We got like to watch what everybody ones. thought. Like, yeah, and I don't remember what the questions were, but. I'm over the shoe game. Oh, I haven't seen the shoe game in ages. Uh, we still see it. Oh, no, I haven't. We seen just it. need to get to the, We need to get to the, We need to break through that threshold. <laughs> yeah. Any brides of mine that are doing a shoe game, I love. You can still do your shoe game. <laughs> just you can still it. do your shoe game. Everyone knows now. Here's, <laughs> dude, I don't know if you've had this. I don't know if you have any, as many of your brides that listen to the podcast. I don't. As we do. I, I think all of your like brides listen to the podcast. When they bring up a sparkler exit, I think they think I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, sweet you know, Micah like, on our oh patron chat, and she was like, "Chris, I know you how you feel about." It. I'm like, "Don't let our opinions like sway you like that." Like, I will 100% do sparkler. Whatever it is that your heart smile. wants to do, with a smile, um, I will say, "Shoe game feels overplayed." Everyone knows how it's going to turn out. Everyone knows the last question is going to be, "Who do you love who, more than anyone else?" And then everyone goes, literally, everyone goes, "Aww." Aww. <laughs> And I'm like, Ugh, <laughs> gag me. Oh, it's so funny. So yeah, Justin but and I did like reverse, trivia. Yeah, your reverse shoe game, which was more trivia, where your guest answered, was also a really great option. I loved that the, was intentional. Mm-hmm. I loved People, the reactions. Yeah, it was like who made yeah, the so, first move was a question, and everybody was guessing. And it was so funny to see all the people that didn't know our story yet. Yeah, it was cool. And but, they thought it was they thought it was Justin. Yeah, I know they did. It was me. It was me. It's because he's so cute. It's because he's, he's so cutie. cute. Okay. 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 Back okay. to, okay. I don't even know how okay. we got there. <laughs> yeah, who knows? These um, episodes that we have that are less, it's so funny because we have gotten both sets of feedback where people are like, I really like the formatted. And then people are like, I really just like it when you guys go in like a couple of blind mice and just mm-hmm. <laughs> and like whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to mix it up and yes. give everyone a little yes. bit of everything. Yes. So. so if you're the more formatted person, know that those are coming. <laughs> if you like three blind mice, here we are. Mm, two blind. Okay. Two blind mice. So after people do, they've already eaten, and now other events of the night need to happen. Like if they, the first if dance, them, the cake first cutting. First dance, toasts, mm-hmm. cake cutting. That's kind uh, of it. Those bouquet are garter, like the big three. Your... Those are the big three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bouquet garter. Those typically happen like once the dance yeah. party has started. Um, but, but those are the big three. Back-to-back set of events. Yeah, which typically goes like toast, cake cutting, first dance. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the industry standard kind of well yes if you don't cut it when you come in but it's almost always then toasts first dance yep in that order in that order and i do like though toasts happening while people are finishing dinner yeah i I always really like that i always tell our couples like think of it as dinner as a show people dinner and a show like people are still eating but they get to listen and almost get like the show aspect of it Mm -hmm. and so it's okay if dinner hasn't completely wrapped up i actually think people prefer that otherwise there's this like dull time period because the people who went through let's say it's buffet there's so many buffets at weddings i think that's pretty standard um 
people have gone through the buffet first, they finish their meal like 30, 40 minutes oh, yeah. ago if we're waiting yeah. until the last people finish their meal. Instead, the first people have finished their meal, the last people are through the line, we're starting the toasts. Yes. Yeah. And that's normally how it goes. Um, also, there's that awkward transition from that point, from dinner to toasts, where the DJ's like, we're going to be having toasts in 15 minutes. Everybody go, please find, fill your glass and find Well, and your I seats. know why they say that. They say that so that the bar isn't, but I've never been like, I don't feel like I need to actively drink when toasts are going on because mm-hmm. I know they're like, cheers. Well, and I don't so mind I don't them like saying that. that. What I, what I, what not, hmm, what frustrates me, I think, is whenever, and this is a DJ issue, I think, you guys, whenever there's a DJ who will not start the toasts until everybody is seated. And so he's making yeah. these announcements like three times. And I'm like, make yeah. the announcement once and then start toasting. People will make their way to their seats. Um, I've had a specific DJ that I literally was just looks at, I look at them and I'm like, speed it up like speed it up we do not need to wait for everybody to get out of the bathroom like they're gonna hear it like that's how i work if i want to be a part of something and i'm in the bathroom and i hear this stuff start i'm like oh my gosh oh crap i need to go yep yeah like it's gonna be maybe this is one of those things too to where you like you really need to do some investigative work like you your dj does matter your mc does matter and if you don't trust them to pull it off like Pick someone that you do trust Mm -hmm. that will follow your instructions. Because sometimes DJs are just going to go rogue and they're going to DJ. They're going to do what they want to do. And Um, Lord, please meet with them. Like have have a Zoom meeting with them. Meet with them in person. Like some are awkward. And like they're the ones that they're the personality of your night. Yeah. And if you, yeah, I told this to a a couple that we met with last night. I was like, because they had asked like, who else should we meet with? And I was like, I don't even say videographer because it doesn't matter. Like your videographer isn't guiding your day. Your videographer your, don't your, matter. Your photographer. Like your videographer. So they, they can be awkward. Yes. You know, like it's fine. But your DJ, like if you get on a Zoom call with them and it's awkward as hell, you have no reason to believe that it will not be yeah. awkward. You on want them to day. be charismatic. And you actually should. You actually should anticipate that it's going to be awkward. Mm-hmm. If that's the case and they're very quiet and it's awkward on a call or during a meeting, you do want them to be charismatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say more than anything else, who cares about the music? Actually, I think it varies from person to person because you could have like somebody who cannot MC at all, but like great set of music. This is where you employ one of your friends to be the person to make the announcements. Yeah, who like you know is I've really been to good some weddings. That. I have been to some weddings where they they did just that. Like this person was like, like you know, like scratching the things and mixing stuff, but they weren't really the personality. But they had a friend who was, and it was great. Yeah, it was perfect. Yep. So okay. the, the DJ, biggest thing, yeah. the biggest thing for this section, like, I think you just need to go back to back and not let there be any, any time between the, between the stuff. If you're not coming in and you're not going into your cake cutting straight, just make sure you're going toasts, cake cutting. It's, it's a very natural transition to get up right from toasts and walk right to the table. Like that's honestly probably one of the smoothest transitions mm-hmm. of the night mm-hmm. it's just so natural yeah. or to go get up right from toasts and go to the center of the dance floor to dance well and because a lot of the time like the bride and the groom will have their um the like the last toast like the thank you toast uh-huh. and then i've seen that where the he says or you know one of the partners says and now i would like to invite my new spouse 
to the dance floor to share our first dance. Like, and I think that that's very sweet, even though I see it all the time and it's like, but it's very sweet and natural transition. Yeah. And if you're in the Facebook group, Justine, Justine had actually, she, when she shared all these topics with us, she did it in the Facebook group. She had gave the example for transitions of like, maybe the father of the bride is ending. ending he does the last the, toast. Yeah. He does the last toast. Cause a lot of times, a lot of times fathers or parents like to say things. Uh, and I love it when they do. Um, and so then it would be, I know typically it starts with the, with the couple first, but you could then the example that Justine gave is, and you know, he finishes toast and says, and now I want to invite my daughter to join me on the dance floor. And then just little things like that are really smooth transitions Mm -hmm. that it's like, you don't need an MC. No, I I appreciate a good transition. Like, yeah. There's something about him that's like chef's kiss. Like, yeah, nah, well, it just great. feels flawless. Like it's because when you're not really thinking about it because things are happening so smoothly and naturally, like that yeah. can be so it's like afterwards you realize you're like, wow, like that felt good. And you don't know why. I feel like that's yeah. where the magic is happening. For sure. Totally. So those are those are some ways I would just encourage you to not. I know some people are like, we're going to do cake cutting. And then 15 minutes later, we're going to do toast. And then 15 minutes later, it's like, no, just knock them all out. Yeah. Do not do just that. Just go boom, 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 boom. And yeah. th- it's okay to do those things yeah. back to back. Yeah. I would highly say don't do that, <laughs> which so, Chris is right. This happens. This, this like break in between things. Yeah. So you've done the events of the reception and you've done the transitions in between the events. Yep. And then now everyone's just dancing. Everyone's having a grand old time, but now the party has to come to a close and if you've ever been at the end of a wedding it feels like when a bar or like a club closes the lights come on the music stops everyone's like kind of in a daze yeah you like like, this weird like i just woke up uh, yeah it's a weird kind of thing and then everyone leaves if there's a sparkler exit you know or like some sort of grand exit then then an announcement happens that says everybody get out yeah very aggressively I would also say it, if you want to kill, and I know that they are good intentioned, but the minute that parents start throwing stuff away and breaking down tables and clearing tables off, people are getting the sign that the party's over. And so if you're not wanting your party to be over, like until like your time is up, then you might tell your people like, Hey, I don't want you breaking down tables yet. Or maybe you don't care, but it definitely sends a message that like, Hey, this bad boy's wrapping up. Yep. Absolutely. Even 30, I've seen it, you know, even as early as an hour before they were even going to leave. Yeah. And that's because like the, they have the building until midnight and they're like, well, we'll party until 1130 because the, our family will pick up while we finish partying. Yes. Um, exactly. Something that you could do for this like last call situation without like the lights coming on and everybody being confused. One of my favorite ways that I've seen a night end and it was very, it was slower because of the way that this happened because like the lights of course ended up coming on to get people out but it was the wedding that I was a maid of honor in and for the last song you know how they do like private last dances and stuff yeah well there was and they did a private last dance while everybody lined up for the sparkler exit um but the last dance felt good because it was like kind of an upbeat song but also kind of slower at the same time and everybody naturally like got around this circle so you could tell your wedding party to like hey for the last song I want you guys to like start to form a circle and everybody kind of had their arms around each other and we all like swayed back and forth while the couple was in the center and then like dad this all happened like naturally because it wasn't 
really it like planned. Yeah, the DJ didn't instigate anything, but like she's dancing with her husband and then like dad comes in and like gives her a kiss on her forehead and Aww. like all these little sweet moments happen in the center and like all the people who were still there just kind of were like embracing them in this like circle. Yeah. And then like we knew that was the last song because they were like, we're going to play the last song, join the bride and groom on the dance floor. And they were the only ones dancing. And then the lights came on, but we knew it. And we were all together smiling. And it wasn't like the end of a bar where you're raging until the very last minute. Yeah. It was kind of a come down, you know? And then uh, that, lights came really on and we worked our way. Like they hugged people as we then went out for the sparkler exit. Yeah, that feels like a very good transition. You're like warming up. It's almost so it's like a cool down, you know, like <laughs> workout. Yeah, like when you're working down, you don't just like stop abruptly. Like you do a cool down, like especially in the spin classes. Yes. You're like, you're pedaling up a mountain. And then like, and we're cooling down. Yep. And it's so like, so if you're dancing the shots, like on the very next thing, maybe don't go all the way to like, you know, mm-hmm. something, something really light, but. Maybe some journey, you know, it's still got some rockery mm-hmm. vibes, but you're it's slower, everyone's singing it, and it's that that last song probably needs to be a good little come down and a good one too. Like I picture that Wonderwall song again. But yeah, like one, one that everybody knows all the words to, so they're all like they're everybody's kind of serenading you while And you know your crowd. Mm-hmm. Like you know your crowd. So that's that's a really good point. And then inviting people out to do something like if you are doing an exit and it doesn't have to be sparklers like listen if your venue there's no photographers there like i would still encourage you to have people line up and send you off Mm -hmm. like there's just something that's so special about that moment that you are in it like even if there's no sparklers they're cheering they're yelling they're shouting you know you're getting into your car that's like your wedding party could instigate just like a tunnel yeah you you know you go through the tunnel but like Like that and then you you drive off experience then they drive off and you drive off and then everyone, you know, there will probably be some people that stick around to help mm-hmm. clean up. But 100%. And I that, that feels like some good transitions. That um, does. I have good vibes. I do too. Right like my arms are tingly a little bit. I like that. That yeah. feels very at peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Why do we always end at peace? Uh, hey, that's my dream space. Like I I'd love, love it. to be, be in the space of peace. So hopefully this episode, if Inspired. anything causes you, yes, inspires you to think about transitions. Um, you might be someone that's like, I don't give a fuck about transitions. Well, that's okay. A lot of people do. So if you're someone that does care about them, then we just want this to inspire you to think about think about them and and try something new also like let us know if you try something new and it works like we'd love to share it with people yeah but don't tell us if it flops we don't we don't want to feel bad about i know i know you told me to do the center and the hype thing and i ran in and slipped on my dress and busted my head oh my god (laughs) that would be terrible oh my god that like almost ranks as high as like just so many dress problems yeah. I just Russell need to mention this one more time for just emphasis because I think it's been a while since we've talked about it. Your beautiful dress is going to get dirty and it's happen. going to be okay. Don't let it steal your joy. Especially at your reception. That's what, yeah. That thing, like that pre-ceremony, thing I so understand some of the like, like nerves about it and like totally yeah. be um, aware of it. And like, try not to let it flip over onto the ground. But I, the bottom of your dress is going to get dirty and no one's going to see it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. 
I just need to, it's been a while since we've talked about that and I need to emphasize it. Yep. Don't worry about that dress. It's going to be okay. It's worry about okay. them transitions though. Get those things in Worry check. about them transitions. <laughs> so y'all, that's all we have for you today. Be sure to engage with us on social media. Look at all of the links down in the show notes. Check those out. Join the private Facebook group. Join Patreon. Come support us. Come hang out with us once a month and continue to listen to the show. And we'll you see you. Else? No, we'll see you next time. Next, we'll see next, you next time. I don't even know what Friday. Next Friday. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> Bye.